Hola! I'm Marco Gonzalez coming back to you on Firme Cuentos Arte Podcast. That's right, peoples. I'm coming back to you to share with you that we had our sixth annual Dia de los Muertos celebration with the Hispanic Business Professionals Association right here in Spokane and in Spokane Valley. Isabel Martinez, a very, very talented painter from Los Angeles. And so we have just some, some growth with LTNX artists, and if anything, uh, really enjoy having their work featured there, looking to help promote and share and just enjoy sharing their work with the community here and across across the country. So I, I ask you to to visit LTNX artists, uh, look for their artwork, and um, of course, give them some business, give them some love. Yes, support them. There are no commissions or fees being charged um, for any of the artists other than any print costs that are associated, which, you know, it's, it's minimal compared to what, what these artists deserve uh, to be receiving. And for Mundo Maya, they're not going to be selling their beautiful beadwork with beadless and woodwork and um, other really nice items. They're not going to be selling that on LTNX Artes directly, but there are, are a ton of links to be able to, to purchase directly from them. And that's very specific for them because they manage all their own inventory, they keep track of everything, and of course, they can appropriately and accurately uh, calculate shipping and handling for you, regardless of where you reside. So it's very important that you you visit them and, and purchase directly from their site. However, I'm just very excited and very proud to, to share their beautiful, beautiful work. Now, with Dia de los Muertos taking place yesterday, there was also something else that kind of came to light, you know, I mean, personally, I did not participate with HPPA, I wasn't there, I wasn't present, because for me, personally, Dia de los Muertos, it, it is a very family-centered time, it's not something 
families in their home because once it leaves their home does it become cultural appreciation or cultural appropriation and you know I've, I've heard both sides of the story and I I guess it, it's hard to say it's one or the other because it can truly vary depending upon the representation depending upon who it's coming from who it's intended for how the party that's being shared with, how they respond to it too. You know, there's a lot of my culture that's not really understood. And some people unknowingly still think that Dia de los Muertos is the Mexican Halloween. pretend to be. No, never would I ever pretend to be the authority of, of a lot of things. But uh, yeah, it's it's just one of those things that that does come up in conversation. And, and lately, I've seen where a local magazine has published a cover artist um, that is not from the area yet the magazine clearly states that they um, are for local creatives. And in this publication, the cover art is called a historical painting. And some can argue, well, is that history? If so, whose history? And whose perspective of history? Or is it a matter of interpretation? What is the accuracy? What is the legitimacy? What is the connection that the individual, the artist, has to the subject matter that he's painting? Does he have a connection? I mean, many questions come up. Again, along the same lines of asking simply, is this cultural appropriation or cultural appreciation? And without knowing all the facts, I mean, it's, it's really hard to say. You just can't walk into a room and just start boom, 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 pointing this out, pointing that out, cutting things the way you want. No, you, you can't do that. You shouldn't do that. No. As a Chicano and indigenous person myself, you know, I have my personal opinions of, of what I feel when I see this depiction, but aside from that, without knowing all the facts, of course, I can't come out and 
formally registered or, or not. Um, this particular artist does not reside or was not born in the Pacific Northwest. This specific artist claims that they create historical paintings. But then my question comes back, historical, can we define historical? Whose history? From what perspective? Because history, is, uh, like many things, it's not a standard. There is no standard history for anything, really. I mean, it's a matter of who writes down what recollection and who documents what. It really, it's, it's not easily stated. So there's been a debate and there's been dialogue all day today on this particular artist, on the artwork that they make, and why it's being featured on the cover art of a publication from the Pacific Northwest claiming to be for artists of the Pacific Northwest. And the only connection I see with this particular artist to the Pacific Northwest is that they either currently or have had their art um, sold in a gallery in Idaho. And uh, Coeur d'Alene, to be exact. And, you know, I mean, is that how they stepped into this opportunity? I, I don't know. Again, I don't know the full backstory. I can't claim to. But a lot of the, the dialogue I see, you know, there are people that, that are offended. That it's an indigenous person. That's that, that seems to be the theme of the artwork of this non-indigenous person. And then the other side of the story says, you know, well, does that mean that since I'm not Chinese, I shouldn't eat Chinese food? Since I'm not Mexican, should I not eat Mexican food? And you see, this is where the understanding of cultural appropriation and of cultural appreciation truly needs to be defined for some people. And, it, and, and I don't mean that in, in a disrespectful way. I'm not saying that it has to be defined because of a person's ignorance. No, I'm not saying anything remotely to that. But what I'm saying is that it needs to be defined for people that have not experienced it themselves. They have no working knowledge of having been a part of or received or been exposed to the difference between appreciation and appropriation. And as I've said before many times on previous episodes, you don't know what you don't know. Simply, you don't. You can't expect somebody to respectfully, you know, create a rendering of something if they really have no uh, background in it. Now, they could try, you know, if they put forth some effort to learn and, and to exercise it respectfully while they're trying, you know, whether they, they accomplish that or not, I, you know, it, it's all subjective. It's art. But 
it's the intention I see, and the intention that that can be clearly stated. Because when people, anybody, any creative, puts a brush to a canvas, they take a photograph and they print it. They they make their artwork, whatever medium it would be, it's whatever they make. There's an intention behind it. There's a feeling behind it. There may not always be symbolism like the way I translate it and the way I apply it in my art. And that's okay. Not, not everything has to have that, that foundation in it. But when you make something, there's an intention. And within that intention, it's either because you see the beauty in something and you want to, to share that with other people or you see the purpose in something and, and want to emphasize that, that that object, that thing has worth, it has purpose whether it's purpose is to simply hang on a wall or that purpose is to be interactive and engaging in, in a public arts display for example it, everything has everything that's made has purpose to it if I were to come into a space that it's it's really quite diverse, like Spokane, and say if I were to paint or make from my you know from my hands original concept of of a drawing of of, of black people or Islander, or well, I'll just say it, even white, or hinted, if I were to create that, there would be an intention behind as to why I chose that subject matter. And it could be because I love and respect that culture. It could be because I feel that it should be created and respected and shown in a respectful manner. I feel that it should be celebrated for its uniqueness, for its beauty, for its place, its rightful place in, in a community, or simply because I like it. You know, I, I could go out and, and only, simply, photograph trees because I 
happy to say that this conversation that's happened, it's been very good. It's been very positive. It's been respectful. And I think that a lot of people that are a part of this dialogue, I think they're all growing from it. I really hope so, at least. It seems to be. And um, getting back to the, 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 the artwork <laughs> that we're talking about, about the artist himself, um, it, just browsing through that artist's website, there are other paintings that are of supposedly historical relevance, which I guess the, the, the person, they like that historical theme, I guess, but when you start painting depictions of indigenous people, and I mean, there's, I think there should be some room for accuracy that should be in that depiction in terms of, of the regalia, in terms of the, 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 the color pattern, the palette itself, you know, and there's so much that I feel should be acknowledged. I think maybe that's where the bigger question is, who is being acknowledged in this depiction of an indigenous person, because there's not much connection to a specific tribe or region, it's, it's pretty open for interpretation, and I think that's where people are thinking, hey, you know, about painting images of indigenous people, especially if you're not an indigenous person yourself, and the person doesn't claim to be, you know, they're, they're like I said, they're not, they weren't born in the area, they don't currently reside in the area, don't know if they ever did reside in the area, I, I have no idea, again, there's a lot of open questions, but when the publisher of this magazine was, was posed with the question. I don't know exactly what the question was, but the answer that came back said something to the effect of, you know, um, I collect Western art myself, and I didn't ask for a DNA test, and you know, I don't think that that problem to, you know, to have this artwork on the cover, basically, and what really stuck with me was the whole DNA thing, and that, I don't know, I, you know, I, it's kind of like going back to how I've been told I'm not American enough, and I'm not Mexican enough, and then people would probably say you're not indigenous enough. Yeah. Not enough of anything. That's why I have to be a hyphenated demographic to the majority. Yeah. I just can't be one or the other. So that that statement of saying I, I didn't ask for a DNA test. I don't know. That just that doesn't quite sit right with me. I really don't know how to accept 
person, not the overall publication, but perhaps the person that made the choice of featuring this painting by that artist on the cover of the publication may have a disconnect from what the, percep what the perception would have been. And that, to me, tells me that this publication does not have a, a fair I'd like to, to open a dialogue on this as we move past Dia de los Muertos and move into uh, Indigenous Persons Month. So, yeah, let's, uh, let's open a, a friendly and an open-minded dialogue to this. Like I said, I, I know that this, this subject, it, it could rub people the wrong way, and it, it's a delicate thing to talk about. It can be. But, I mean, if we expect to learn, if we expect to grow as a community and truly be inclusive, then we need to learn to have these conversations. You know, there, there were some things that were said very, very eloquently. And I, I just want to say thank you to those individuals. You know who you are. I appreciate your words and your courtesy and your respectfulness about about discussing what could be a difficult topic. So thank you to everybody that was a part of it. And um, for those of you that are curious to know more, uh, message me. Let me know. And I'll be glad to share with what I do know. Maybe we can shed some light on this together. 